everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Rob and Callie Show. My name is Rob K, and I'm sitting here with my good friend Callie Alpert. What's up, Callie? Hey, Robbie. What's shaking? What's shaking, you? yo? <laughs> what's, what's good in your world? <laughs> it's just like, is this how we talk to each other when we don't have microphones in front of our faces? <laughs> hey, what's Hey, hey, hey. It's like our, it's like our, our podcast slash radio persona that I don't know where it's coming from. No, I think when we get in front of the mics, we just get like two little kids who are playing. So we probably don't make any sense, but that's fine. This is our sandbox. That's right. This is our playground. Actually, we were going to call the show the Spiritual Playground. That was one of oh, the you're names. Oh, right. We were. That was one of the, yeah. Feel yeah. free to vote out there, everyone, if you're now. That's right. I don't know if we're changing it now. Yeah. Yes, we did. That's so funny. I still think about that. We had all these different names. We're like, nah, we'll go back to the Robin Kelly <laughs> show. Anyway. That says so much about what the show is. It, it really. So descriptive. It does. <laughs> so um, today we're going to talk about one of my favorite words and topics, which is serendipity. One of my favorite words, too. That's so cool. We should be friends. <laughs> it really, truly is one of my favorite words. <laughs> Me, too. So the first time I ever found out what serendipity was, was I was a teenager in high school, and I was involved in youth group in my temple. And I went to this Nifty convention, which was the National Federation of Temple Youth, and it was all these different youth groups from around the country, and they met in Washington, D.C., at this convention and it was like 2000 kids. It was great. And I actually went last minute. I wasn't going to go. I had heard about it. And then there was a slot that opened or I know someone couldn't go and I was able to go. And so I took a chance. I'm like, "Ah, I'll go. And I had the most amazing experience. It was incredible. And it was such a great time. And, um, I just remember at the end of it, it was like, a. Uh, a long weekend event and the last day that Sunday we all were singing some song it was like a prayer song but it was like an uplifting song and we were like just singing together in the auditorium and there's so much power there's so much power when people meditate together sing together Mm -hmm. you know just in a, a group like that anyway so I came back and I was talking to my father about it and I was telling him how unexpected it was that I had a great time he said Oh, it sounds like it was very serendipitous. And I said, and what does that mean? And he explained to me that serendipity was when unexpected good things happen. When, you know, good things happen when you least expect it or when you don't expect it. And so from then on, I started to pay attention to that in my life. How sometimes it seemed like good luck or coincidences. But it was like these really cool, amazing, good things would happen out of nowhere when I least expected them. So it's something that I really love about life. It, I have been blessed. I've been told that I have more serendipities than most. For, um, and I, it's really one of the, in some ways I have a little bit of an addiction to serendipities, I think. I get, I derive so much pleasure out of them because I feel like anytime it happens, it's a reminder that everything is right in the world. For me, serendipity is coincidence, except I don't believe there are coincidences. I believe that when things happen, it just means that you're in flow and the universe is speaking to you. So I've had the pleasure of amazing serendipities. And I think one of the first ones I can think of is when I was in college, 
I actually, in high school, I was Little Miss Activity. I was the president of the class. I was vice president. I was girl state. I was in all these, I was in the Spanish competitions. I was Little Miss Nerdy, comp, you know, competitive, not competitive, but in competitions, oratorical contests. You know, I was very engaged in life. Maybe I should, maybe I should revisit that part of my personality. Um, but I was uh, elected to represent my high school in girl state, which is something that every state does. I think it's been a longstanding tradition where you get elected, you represent your county, you go to a university um, somewhere in your state, and you hold these like faux gubernatorial races. And everybody runs for whatever local office and the governor, whatever. And so it was actually the first time I spent away um, time away from home for any period of time. It was like five days, whatever it was. Anyway, I met a lot of people. I bonded with some lovely girls that I shared like the dorm room with. And then that was it. Um, year later, went to college. I think one of them might have mentioned that um, her brother was already um, a junior or senior at Syracuse University, something like that in passing. And maybe said, when I start my freshman year at Syracuse, mm-hmm. um, if you need just a you know big brother or a familiar face, let me know. But I don't even know that it ever went that far. Anyway, now we're going to just cut to a year and a half to two years later. I was with my family on a Christmas break vacation in Florida, and I was wearing what at the time, and even now, again, were camouflage pants, and I thought I was really happening and really cool. We're in the lobby of a hotel. Um, some very handsome guy um, is walking in the lobby and has the same pants on. And we had a little, took a little shine to each other and started talking. Um, you know, he's maybe a few years older than me. Uh, I tell him that I go to school in Syracuse. He tells me his sister goes to school in Syracuse. It ends up it's the brother of the girl that I had met at this girl state event a year yeah. and a half earlier. Yeah. So that to me was just the one little example. I haven't thought about that in years. And I have countless stories which we can go through as we continue to talk. Yeah. Um, at the time, I wasn't really on my spiritual path yet. I know I enjoyed it. I got a kick out of it. I thought, oh, this is something to pay attention to. And I think ultimately that's what I've really learned is that these are events that happen that either confirm that all is right when you're just exactly where you're supposed to be or that you're meant to be brought together with a person or a situation. Yeah. I believe like you do. I don't think there are any coincidences. I think there's a synchronicity in the universe Mm -hmm. and we're connected to it. And sometimes we're just in a zone or in a place and uh, things are just meant to happen. And I think the first time I kind of believed in God when I was a kid, I liked the idea of some God. Oh, yeah. It's this new concept that's catching on the world. You may want to check it out. You should Google it. Just with G O D. I'll wiki it up later. (laughs) Anyway. So when I was a kid, I kind of liked the idea of prayer and the idea that there's this universe and something going on, but I really didn't think about it a whole lot. And then when I was in high school, this is really the first time when I thought there's some power bigger than me out there that maybe having serendipity or coincidences happen in my life. And it was when I got into a fight with my best friend Doyle in high school and we were right. It was our senior year and it was the summer after we graduated and we were getting ready to go to college and we stopped talking and it had been a month or two since we had talked and I thought, and I was upset about it and I thought, well, I guess I'm going to go away to college and never make up with him or we're not going to be friends. 
So I needed to get a new cassette tape player. <laughs> <laughs> Not a Sony Walkman yeah. or a track player, but a yeah, yeah, cassette no, player. A little bit after that. So I needed to get a cassette <laughs> A cassette deck player for college and I went with my mother and we drove about 45 minutes from our house and we go into this electronic store and I buy the cassette deck player and I leave the store and who do I bump into but Doyle and we end up talking a little bit and we didn't say we were sorry or anything like that we didn't say we were sorry or anything like that yeah but it was sort of like us just saying like hey good luck wish you well good to see you that kind of thing And it was on that day that I thought to myself, there's a power at work that I don't really know about, but I'm starting to believe in. Mm. All right. I'm going to jump to my favorite serendipity. And again, I'm I'm blessed with, I have countless, I'll have to think of more as we continue to talk. Here's like my favorite life story of all my, well, now I'm really overselling it. So... I decide I've always had wonder, unrequited wanderlust. And growing up, we took great family vacations, but we didn't go like do major adventure travels per se. And I always had that in me. And, um, you know, in my 20s, even I would stare at these uh, like uh, adventure um, brochures that I get in the mail, adventure travel brochures or whatever. Finally, at the ripe age of like 30 or 31, I said, all right, I've got to go. I'm t- I'm, I've been waiting for the right person or the perfect boyfriend to go with. I've just got a time is going on and I got to get my ass on a plane and go do something really fun. So I just started traveling and I'm often alone, which is a whole other topic for another day. But in terms of just, you know, finding your way, especially as a woman traveling alone around the world is a very... Um, uh, informative and, and, or I should say formative experience to have, um, which I highly encourage to all you young women out there or older women. Um, but so I decided I was going to go to Nepal and to India. I was with a friend in, I was living in California at the time. I had a friend who was a travel writer. He mentioned a trip where he was going to be going with maybe another friend of his. Um, they were going to la- spend some time in India and be bohemians and be fabulous and write and go like travel around India. And he asked me to come meet him during a time he knew that I'd have some vacation time. And in the moment, I can still tell you where we were, what car he was driving, uh, what song was playing on the radio. What song that, was playing on the radio? It was, um, it was uh, people ask, it was Seal, it was the, the Seal song, Ask People Ask Why. I could almost sing it for you. Mm. I might be butchering the title a little bit, but it was like on his, his first really recognized um, album. The one with Crazy? Yes. All right. Yes. And so um anyway i i go to I, I take this trip i go by myself i land in like the delhi airport i'll have a layover for 12 hours i'm just you know a young woman who does never had this experience before i go into in nepal i go trekking trekking in the himalaya mountains just me and a sherpa then i migrate make my way down to india have this fabulous time in india which culminated in meeting up with my friend who introduced the whole idea the first you know in the first place and I meet his very dear friend who's also visiting um, for a few months to staying in India American guy but living in India and he and I have a wild toured love affair in India end up falling in love and starting a five uh, what would be a five-year relationship he was living um, in Prague at the time the India visit was temporary. American guy living in Prague. I'm living in L.A. Mm. For the first year and a half, 
I was really broke and really unemployed, but I had a lot of time on my hands. So we would go back and forth every eight weeks or so and stay with each other for three weeks at a time. During one of those trips, I'm flying back from Prague to LA, layover in London, switch planes in London, got myself an upgrade, schmoozed it somehow back in, this was pre 9-11 when it was easier to do such things, sat next to somebody uh, who, in business class, um, who was also not supposed to be in that seat, but he had had some back issues and got his, made his way into an upgrade. And the two of us proceeded to spend the next 11 hours with each other on this long flight from London to Los Angeles. We cried, we laughed, we listened to YouTube. It was cassettes. We were playing music for each other. We shared cocktails and meals. It was a whole intimate thing. We really had some major kindred bond. He was going back to his native country halfway around the world to say goodbye to his ailing father. And I was going back home to Los Angeles. At the uh, Los Angeles airport, we say goodbye. Um, I think we shook hands maybe and thank you. What do you do with that? He was married. Um, I was in love with my boyfriend. This was not a romantic thing, but there was something very um, connected about it. Sorry, the story is taking longer than I was hoping. Sorry. And we didn't exchange information with each other. Three weeks later, I come back to New York City to be with my family for my birthday. We pick a restaurant. We go out to dinner. My parents, my sister and I. Um, and who walks over to our table in the middle of dinner but the person, this guy from the airplane. Yeah. Who had gone back to down under, was on his way back to London where he was living, stopped in New York for four days to see some friends, happened to be there at the same time, same restaurant. I mean, what are the odds? Yeah. He walks over to my table. He sees my sister. He doesn't even see me. I was obstructed. My sister who looks enough like me that it was enough incentive for him to walk over. And we just looked at each other and said, well, I guess we're meant to know each other. And we have since um, been in touch in a very, we see each other when we're in each other's respective country. Um, long periods of years will go by, sometimes twice a year. And we have this very intense, we're extremely in touch with each other, very aware of each other's lives. But the point is, is I mean, what are the odds of that happening? And I do believe that we are kindred spirits or just star-crossed in this particular lifetime that aren't meant to be actively involved in each other's daily lives. Yeah. Um, but the point of all that was, wow, I mean, there are the odds of that happening on so many levels to me are slim to nil. Mm. And um, as he and I have gotten closer and gotten to know each other and grown to love each other a lot over the years, um, you know, we feel like we were brought together. Mm. Um, we've even been in the same space where people that know me like my sister does is intimate, who you know, knows me better than most can't believe just the energy that she feels when the two of us are sitting next to each other. There's just a sense of comfort and recognizability that you don't have with a lot of people. Yeah. Well, it's um, it's a great story, and it sort of reminds me of the fact that you know how when you're thinking about somebody, they'll call you sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're almost telepathically connected or energ- energetically connected, and so the fact that these things happen where we meet people feel like we've known them in another lifetime, you know, or we're soulmates in some way. Yeah. And so it's it's a reminder about that. I was thinking about how I. As unlucky as I felt in life in certain ways, there are other ways where I'm very lucky and I seem to just have good karma, good energy. 
um, I used to have this thing with a girlfriend where when we came down to catch a train in the subway and the train was approaching, we'd high five and go train karma. Cause it was like, you know, just getting lucky with the trains there and having a train come up when we needed one. But anyway, so, um, I remember selling cars on a used car lot and we'd have cars that had been there for six months, which is a long time for a car lot to have inventory there. And they're trying to get rid of old inventory. So they put bonuses for the sales guys on the oldest inventory. And if you sold it, you got like double the commission or you got a, a hefty raise on the commission, like a bigger percentage on the commission. And sometimes I would just happen to pick the car for the client that was like the oldest one on the lot. And I would get like a really nice commission. And I kind of felt like part of that was because when I was selling cars, I was trying to sell cars for God. Like I was trying to be a good car guy. I was trying to really be of service to people. And I felt like because I was trying to put out good energy, I was getting it back. So that was sort of serendipity and coincidences that would happen in a business way that were really nice because I felt like I was putting that energy out and I was getting it back. Mm. I think that, um, I mean, I could, I have countless stories. I have so many stories that, you know, tickle me. I don't know if they're as fun for other people to listen to as they are for me to kind of recount them. Um, but where, where I think this might be more applicable just to people listening is that like, I, I think about, um, I, I mentioned earlier that sometimes I feel a little addicted to kismet or to serendipity because it really makes me happy. And in some ways I joke that it's like my religion. Yeah. Um, because when I forget that I have faith in a higher power or that things don't feel like they're going my way, these are the things that confirm that for me. Yeah. There was a book series out called like when God winks and it sort of kind of speaks to the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there are times where I'll go long periods of time and these things don't happen and I sometimes get my, get frustrated, I have to admit, which yeah. is pretty childish, but I do. And I realize that when these things happen most to me, because that's what I really kind of thought on, is when I'm doing things where I'm in flow. And for me, a lot of that has to do with traveling. It has to do with being out in the world, being um, free-spirited, uh, feeding my wander lusting soul and just being free on the planet to follow my instincts not have any major plans in the course of a day and go explore wherever it is i am airplanes airports those are the kinds of places where these things happen to me a lot um and so i guess one of the takeaways potentially from this topic can be that it's 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 a nice reminder of how valuable flow is yeah and being true to kind of being in your pocket of what works for you and when you feel the most aligned with yourself. Yeah. Because in my view, that's when these messages come or speak more loudly. Yeah. They're always happening. It's a matter of being open to them and recognizing them. Yeah. You know? Um, I'm just thinking, God, there's so many. There's yeah. so many. I'm thinking of when I was living in Portland, Oregon, my motherland. Shout out to Portland. Shout out to our fans in Portland because I love I love that place. And I just, um, I was living there for work for a bunch of months and fell in love with the place and was happily eating my way through like what I still consider to be the best foodie town in America. But that's a whole side note. And I was out to dinner um, by myself at a little um, reputable restaurant and i sat down and these this a man and a woman walk in i assume they were a couple i didn't know what their status was they sit down next to me now the backstory is that i'd just been talking to my sister um within the 
maybe a week or two before that, who had reconnected with a very dear childhood friend who she had lost touch with. Mm. And he was very much in her consciousness. So she had shared that story with me. Mm. And so he was in my consciousness as well. So here I am in this restaurant. I start talking to these two people. Um, The guy is super friendly. He's talking to me. The woman's talking to somebody to the side of her. Um, He tells me that he had just been living in one of the islands and the kind of work that he did and that he was going through a divorce and he's moving back to Portland because that's where his wife chose to um, relocate with their children and he was following her in tow because he wanted to be close to his kids and that the woman next to him was his friend slash employee and he was trying to woo her to fall in love with Portland as well so she would follow him there. So I I proceed to tell him that the story he's telling me sounds very familiar and in fact it mirrors the story of my sister's friend who I've just referenced. And he asks me his name and I tell him, he says, oh my gosh, that's my college friend and this is his ex-wife sitting right next to me. And so, um, you know, again, it just reminded me that the world is such a small place. You know, I was 2,800 miles away from where I live full time. I had nothing to do with this mutual friend for many, many moons. There was no rational reason. Um, But again, it was just a nice little confirmation that there's some energy that's way bigger than me. I think that's really what I took away from it. And it's just sort of a tickle when those things happen. Yeah. Well, and it is such a small world, you know, and it's almost like we're creating our own world, right? It's our own reality. So it's like what we're thinking about all the time. People are thinking about our experiences. Sometimes it's, you know, what we're attracting. But you reminded me about the episode we did about stepping outside our comfort zone Mm -hmm. and how that's where the magic happens. And so I have the same experience. When I go traveling, I make friends wherever I go. And I love airports and going into new restaurants and places to wherever I'm visiting because it's like I'm out of my comfort zone and that's where serendipity can happen or all these amazing things that I wouldn't even think could happen. I mean, that's kind of what magic is, you know? So, um... Yeah, that's always a great experience. I actually experienced serendipity very recently. Oh, really? This weekend. So I, um, you know, I took the sabbatical from dating. And I haven't, Uh-oh. I haven't dated, <laughs> I haven't dated, just let everyone know, I haven't dated in like five months, you know, it's been a little while. I completely took a break. I mean, not even doing anything about dating, nothing online. Even when I met women out and about, just friends, you know, not trying to get a phone number or meet up with them for a date. Just be with myself, focus on myself, focus on my own life and self-care. And then recently I've been thinking, you know, maybe I'll be open to dating again, not think about doing much about it. So sometimes I go on meetup.com and I look at what events there are in the city and I really want to go dancing. And there was an 80s, 90s themed dance party going on at a club restaurant in the city. And I'd seen it before. And so I bought a ticket for it this weekend. And I just was going to go and dance. I really didn't think about going there and meeting anybody. I just wanted to go have some fun. And, you know, I love tunes and just being around music in general and be great to do. So I bought the ticket and in the afternoon on Saturday. And then by the evening, I was starting to talk myself out of going. I'm like, I don't know if I want to go to this. I don't think I'm going to go. And I got all ready. And then I called a buddy of mine and I was like, I don't think I'm going to go to this. And he's like, well, when is it? I said, well, it's like now. And we just talked a little, and I just talked to him about how I was a little resistant to going. And by the time I got off the phone, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go. And I took a chance, and I went. 
and I'm there about 15, 20 minutes, and I bump into this woman, and we start talking, and we just have things in common, and we both love 80s, 90s music, and they're playing 80s videos and 90s videos all over the place. It was so great. And we're just talking about how great videos were in MTV back when MTV played videos. And it was just this real serendipitous connection. And then it got to a point where I realized, yeah, I think we're going to hang out, you know? So we just spent the night there. We were dancing and talking and then sitting. And it was just really nice and unexpected, total kismet connection that I never would have thought of I was going to have that night. I was just going to dance. And the funny thing is, we talked about it, she was just going to dance. She was hoping that she'd meet some other women that she could go dancing with sometime as friends, and then, you know, she ended up meeting me. So, you know, it was just one of those nice little winks from the universe, like you said, like, take a chance, get out of your comfort zone, just go to some place you've never been to, do what you like, do what you enjoy, and serendipity can happen. I think also it's really cool how um, answers can come to you for questions or information that you might need if you pay attention. I know when I have repeated, uh, I don't know if this is serendipity per se, but it's still sort of messages from a you know, a more divine place, I feel. I'm thinking of a, um, again, it's most often when I'm traveling and I'm out of my, you know, my daily life where I'm a way more fascinating person when I'm not here. (laughs) 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 When I'm out in the world, I'm just, I'm so much more interesting and fascinating. Um, And I'm thinking about uh, when my sister had some, uh, was exploring, um, she needed some health information regarding something that she was going through. And I remember being in some little podunk town and a little podunk bar it might have even been for work and it was so random it was late it was some small little place where there wasn't a lot open it wouldn't have been the first place for me to go I was probably I was the not probably I was the oldest one there it was a college town it was like a Friday night it was normally noisy you know wouldn't and I overheard there were these two guys like young college kids talking and one of them starts talking about a very esoteric I'm, I'm speaking, I think, maybe maybe in deference to my sister. I'm going to keep it ge- uh, generic. Um, but uh, talking about something very esoteric when it comes to, like, a health procedure. And it was so esoteric, but it was so timely that I started talking to them about it and really took it as a sign that I needed to take it home and just share the information with my sister. Right. Um, who was fine, thankfully, by the way. And, uh, you know, I just think a lot of times those types of things can really just give you a little, you know, if you just listen, you know, if you just keep yourself, even trips that I've planned, countries that I've gravitated to, um, activities I've gravitated to, it's when you get, you know, a whole bombardment of the same thing in a short period of time um, that it feels like it is sort of a wink from, you know, a God wink, I guess, as the book series calls it, right? Yeah. Um, Or just some sort of a little message that can really be valuable that comes from a place that's not a conscious cerebral place yeah you know well we talk about on the show about listening to our intuition how important that is because it's really the greatest guide that we have and i think the more that we're able to get out of our head move more into our heart and our soul we can really listen to that intuition it can guide us to serendipitous events people places things really cool things that we don't have any we don't have to think of because maybe the universe has some other plan that could be even better you know it kind of goes back to the story i was telling you about meeting this woman because 
the best case scenario that night would have been that I met a cute, sexy, fun woman who's a great dancer and loves music and is a great conversationalist and is trying to enjoy life. That would have been the best case scenario. What, I, what my goal was, was just to go and dance. And then all of a sudden, the universe had a completely different idea and really like a really cool, amazing thing happened that I didn't even think of. So I think it's about the more open we are, the better it gets. Am I going to be presiding over a wedding anytime soon? Because I'm but, an ordained minister, by the way. Yeah, I know that, and I think about that <laughs> and, sometimes. And all of you can be, too, in about 30 seconds online, but right. hey, it's a very coveted position. Right. Well, we're going to go on a date. How about that? <laughs> and I'll let you know how okay, it goes. Good. All right, I'm excited for you. Yeah, thanks. All right, if she has an older brother, let me know. <laughs> I will. So on that note, we're going to wrap up this episode of the Rob and Callie Show. If you'd like to know more about me, please check me out at callialpert.com. And if you'd like to know more about me, you can go to robk.com. And if you want to send us an email, any comments about the show or ideas you have for shows, go to the Rob and Callie show at gmail.com. Take care, everybody. Take care.